come with me into the tormented, haunted, half-lit night of the insane. This is my work. Let me lead you into it. Let me take you into the mind of a woman and welcome to Beyond the Cabin in the Woods, a good ghoul's guide to horror. I'm your polter guide, Kinsey. I'm your polter guide, Debbie. I'm your polter guide, Adrian. I'm your polter guide, Donna. I'm your polter guide, Beck. And this week we watched the 1963 classic, I guess? It's a classic. Film, The Haunting. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had a lot of made us watch Plan 9. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, how when... Oh! I know I had at least two minutes, but we had made it... I can't even tell because some of this is not really the show time. <laughs> five, we'll go with five seconds. Yep. Uh, so I will forgive you anything after that. <laughs> well, I know, but I'm pretty sure I suggested 13 Ghosts. I might have had backing from Kinsey You on did that have one. backing from me on that and one. And then I did The Haunting, and I just feel like I owe you guys an apology. Well, I think it needs to be said I apologize that for nothing. I think <laughs> we need to... We didn't say it in front of 13 Ghosts, but we are doing a Haunted House suite right now. We should now. probably edit that in. Yeah. This is the Haunting of the Hell House on the Hill suite. Yeah. Donna came up with the name, I think. I'm pretty proud of it because when you put it as an acronym, it spells Hot Hoth. <laughs> but Hoth is it's ice. Hoth is an ice world. You're a Hot Hothian. <laughs> that would be difficult to be. Dim I know. Tauntauns, though. <laughs> <laughs> Dim Tauntauns. Dim Tauntauns. Oh my gosh. This is not the way I thought this episode was going to begin. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you bring in a Star Wars reference, I'm going to... I didn't think we were going to start with a Star Wars reference. <laughs> I didn't either, Once but... we did, yes, I understood the next several minutes yeah. were going to go that way. <laughs> we were already starting that pre-Patreon yeah. video, That's though, true. so let's we'll just leave that as it may. Okay, so uh, for those of you that don't know what The Haunting is about... Okay, so... <laughs> A frat boy who wants a supernatural fuck buddy, a not-so-subtle lesbian, and a crazy lady walk into a haunted house. And the other guy. Well, that guy too, but he yeah. came later, right? No, that guy was there the whole time. Oh, he was the one. Weren't they all there first, and then he came? No, the Will came last. Dr. Markway? Is that who we're talking about? Yeah, Markway. Yeah. Markway brought them there. Yeah. Okay, the, the crazy They're lady the showed up, subjects. then yeah. the lesbian showed up, then Dr. Markway showed up, and then Luke showed up. Right. In the book. <laughs> oh, God. So, <laughs> I'm just going to tell you right now, IMDb is not going to agree with that summary at all. All right. Wait, because I have an, I, I don't necessarily agree with Debbie. Nothing. <laughs> nothing happens in this movie really that much. <laughs> yeah. Now yeah. IMDb can introduce its lies into society, and okay, we can yeah. <laughs> we can move on with our lives. Yes. <laughs> okay, so IMDb says that a scientist doing research on the paranormal invites two women to a haunted mansion. One of the participants soon starts losing her mind. Starts. Wait, starts losing her mind? Yeah, that's yeah. I think she was done gone. The oh, button done popped on that turkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She ain't right in the head from the very beginning. <laughs> Is that a quote from something? No. Because you be. put that hick on, accent on there yeah. so hard. That well, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be hick with she ain't right in the head. Uh, yeah, sure. So. So, so, so did you like the movie? Or? Oh, yeah, yeah I did about that. Because I have an answer. Did you like the movie, Donna? I had a great time watching this movie. 
Did I like the movie? No. But I had a great time watching it. I think, ultimately, the film technically is well made as opposed to 13 Ghosts, but it is not an enjoyable movie. I, I it doesn't work. agree with you completely. Yeah. Kinsey? Um, I'm going to kind of marry all of both, all three of y'all's answers. <laughs> that that is I... not legal here. <laughs> yes, it is still. <laughs> it's still legal right now. Um... Three things married? Oh, wait, no, that? never mind. That, that, that's bigamy. Oh, shit. No, yeah. never mind. Sorry. Okay. Um, that ain't legal. No work. Some of us are already married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I had a great time watching the film. I did not enjoy the film, and I had watched this earlier, a couple, this has been several years ago, and now I remember why I fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> I think I got into a staring contest with my cat about three-fourths of the way through and had a much better time. <laughs> Wait, who won? Cat. The cat. <laughs> Were you going, like, off of no blinking or off of no laughter? No looking away. No looking away, okay. Okay, uh, um, okay yeah, the cat won, of course. Yeah. yeah, I didn't like this movie, but again, I had a great time watching it. And Did you guys watch it together? Yes, we got okay. together last night. And so, so Mac and I are the only copy? ones that watched it alone with our cats. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Do you have my copy so I can get rid of it? It is in my, it's again? in my Xbox okay. right now, I think. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, which I'm sorry we didn't then go okay. back and, and watch the commentary on. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, because well, we'll get into that later. But no, like this movie, I, it was made badly. It didn't make <laughs> me interested in anything that was going on. I thought the 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 attempts at scaring were not effective. And there that were, I agree with you. Yeah. I think some of the cinematography is very beautiful. I'm, I'm going to disagree with you on that. We'll okay. get into it. Then. We'll get into it. Some of it. <laughs> we'll get some of it's very. Will boring. this be the first that you and I have gotten into something? Yeah. Maybe. Like, wow. You're very non-confrontational, Debbie. In general, yes. <laughs> um, well, and I, you know, I can relate to both sides of any argument a lot of times. Except Matthew Lillard. Except for him. <laughs> <laughs> and you know. The ones that I draw my line with, you know, I'll I'll fight for them. But but in general, I'm I'm pretty well, you know, I don't know, empathic. I guess I don't know. So I don't like to argue a lot about stuff. But no, I don't I don't agree. And maybe you can change my mind on some of it. Okay. On some of it, it's a very limited endorsement. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's not like oh, this movie's really great, but just doesn't work. It's just yeah. Oh, that's a pretty little shot. <laughs> yeah. Same. Yeah. And there were there so like I said the 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 attempts at scares were not effective and it seems like what they traded that off for was a lot of explaining. Oh yeah. Instead. Oh, oh my god. Which was not way, yeah. way That's too much my, voiceover narration exactly. in this movie. That's yeah. one of my first comments is oh my god exposition. Yes. And then but what I what I there were things that I appreciated about the movie. I didn't we'll get into it. And I had fun watching it with you guys because we were doing Mystery Science Theater 3000 <laughs> type commentary. Um, but no, this is a horrible movie. <laughs> Which I find interesting that Martin Scorsese has said this is his favorite film. Yeah. Huh. It is beloved. <laughs> and doesn't work. I don't, yeah. yeah. And, and, and the stuff that I was kind of reading about it, a lot of people are, are like, yes, this is... This is a classic, and when I think of classic, I think of a classic good movie. Like it's yeah. a good movie. No, Citizen it's not Kane a good movie. Is a good movie. Was that? 
Citizen Kane mm-hmm. is a classic. That's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And see, to me, this is what's interesting with this film. It should work. Like, I mean, from the yeah. act, from the cast alone, this is things that should work. We're having a, a, a Star Wars prequel moment with this movie. There's nothing about this movie that should be bad. Right. Yeah. But it's just not working. I, um, I love the book. I have recently reread the book. And so, and I haven't seen this movie for a long time, but I was pretty excited to watch it again. And then as soon as I started watching it, I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Um, I also watched it alone with my cat and at some point realized that I was drawing a whole picture in my planner and uh, (laughs) I had taken several turns on Polytopia and I was like, oh right, I'm supposed to be paying attention to this movie. I don't even have a whole page of notes because I would sit there and watch it and then, I mean, I guess it was pretty good because I blocked out whole scenes from my novel. Like, I would just (laughs) zone out and then be like, okay, I know what's going to happen in this scene now. This is good. Oh, wait, I'm watching this movie. Oh, she's running around being crazy again. Yeah. This could be any point in the movie. Yeah, oh, man. Like, I just want to say, if you've seen this movie and not read the book based on that, don't. <laughs> the book is so much better than the movie. Um, I feel... Oh, okay. Well, I'm getting into other stuff now, so I'll, I'll wait. Okay. okay. Um, are we in spoiler territory? Okay. We can be. I, I, we can be. Let's, okay. So, uh, spoiler... Woo! Woo! One of my favorite moments uh, from the beginning was when uh, the guy's going down his list on the chalkboard... Yeah. And he gets down to Eleanor and he makes this check that, that was a big covers check. like four people. <laughs> um, of course, then later on, you understand why he did that. that he, she was the one he wanted the most. Which makes you wonder why she was the last one with the check mark. Maybe he, maybe she was the last one on the list and then with that check mark. Because he didn't think... Maybe this guy's a quack and doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing it out there. <laughs> I was just going to say, maybe he didn't think she was the least likely to volunteer. Yeah. So maybe that's why she was last, and then, you know, she's like, yeah, I'm going to be there. He's like, yes. That's not even a scene in the book. Huh. What, the checking mark? Yeah, that's not even a scene. In the book, Eleanor is the main character. She is the POV character. Mm -hmm. We are with her the entire time. We never head jump over to him. We don't see anything that happens when she's not there. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I just, I just had a thought um, about Young Frankenstein, which which draws on a lot of things. But you understand that's not the movie we watched. I do. Okay, I just okay. want to check. That's <laughs> what <laughs> she watched in her memory warehouse, Mac. Like, no, okay. you know, I had assumed that the character of, uh, what's her name? Bluch? Frau Bluch. Yes. I had assumed that she was based on the, uh, the woman from Bride of Frankenstein, but I'm... After seeing there is this, a little bit of her in that, yeah. I I think that there there's quite a bit of in the dark, in the night. I um, am Batman. And, <laughs> <laughs> Blue I am Batman. Well. <laughs> Batman. Isn't that what Alfred is though? Batman. Yeah. Bat Battler. Um, so, I think it's interesting that this movie has a very similar opening to Psycho. Mm-hmm. A Thank lot you. of similar tools yeah. used in Psycho. But yeah. used less well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Way in less. This of, movie. There are so many shots of her 
imagining what other people are saying uh-huh. and having this whole dialogue with herself in the car, just like Janet Lee and Psycho. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's actually but one it, of my like serious notes on here is that about the Psycho, and then it must be. Because uh, I had actually looked up when Psycho was, was 1960, this is yeah. 63, and it's just... But you can see that Hitchcock is clearly the better director. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Because it does not, like, in in the book, in the book it works really well with mm-hmm. her driving there and going through all this. Like, you can see, like, her releasing her tension of being trapped in that apartment yeah. and going to the new place, and she is... Like childlike in her yeah. thirst for this adventure, and in the movie, I'm just like, shut the fuck up, lady. Well, it was just it was overused. Where Psycho, it was a little bit here, a yeah. little bit there. Yeah. It was just that perfect well, balance. The yeah. the interesting thing is the director Robert Wise made some great films, but he is at his core a very journeyman director. He's not an artist. He was always making what the studios wanted him to make. And you mentioned Citizen Kane. He's the editor of Citizen Kane. Oh, yeah. Um, but you look at his film catalog. I mean, he made The Day the Earth Suit Still, which okay. is a good movie. Yeah. But not a lot of personal flourish in there. And then you go through other movies of his Star Trek The Motion Picture, mm-hmm. which was just a 2001 ripoff. Huh. You're yeah. going to shake your head, no, that's not true? No, no. I'm okay. just, I'm not, you're, you're shaking your head that they did that. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's the shake in the head is just yeah. the scope of this guy because right. you're going from Citizen Kane to Star right. Trek. That's what I, it's more the shaking. Like Kane, really? Star Trek, and then uh, West Side Story. That explains why Luke is in it then. Yeah. Oh. Right. Uh, Sound of Music. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Uh, yeah. Oh Jesus. Sound of Music. What? I don't, was he Sound of Music? I, I'm checking. Because I'm going to say... Yes, he was. So. He, he was. was. Okay, so he did much better in Sound he of was Music. He Sound of Music? He was directed Sound of Music, yeah. Oh, I'm talking about Russ Hamill. No, no, I'm, I'm talking about Robert Wise. Okay. Yeah, the, <laughs> he did the director. much better yeah. with Sound of Music than he did with either Seven well, Brides and, and or you, West Side and Story. And you think of those big Technicolor musicals, those yeah. are studio products yeah. where the producer was saying, I want this, and the director says, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Wise was left to his own devices. He's like, I guess I'm going to make a Hitchcock movie. I really don't know what I'm doing here. That is it. It feels like it wants to be a Hitchcock <clears throat> Yeah. Sorry. <clears throat> like it wants to be a Hitchcock movie, but he doesn't understand or it's like not coming a, from an artistic place. It's just I'm, I can I can mimic those shots. Yeah, and I that think that's feel, more. But to no greater sum. Yeah, I was gonna say with the tool analogy, it feels like he's picking up a wrench to hammer in a nail. Mm-hmm. I, the, the analogy I would say is that he he, he saw Michelangelo's David and took it pick up a, picked up a chisel and said, "I can do that." <laughs> <sighs> yeah. When I was considering the the black and white shots. I mean, obviously the whole movie's filmed in black and white, but I read that he that the director said that he he shot it in black and white for its depth and rich atmospheric quality. But I did not feel like the film achieved absolutely that because yeah. in black and white shots, you want your blacks to be black and you yeah. want your whites to be white, and you do not want this this gray scale. And that's what yeah. this entire inside of this house was because of all the clutter and all the design and all the things in there. It was just gray. Especially well, the outside of the house. Yeah. The outside yeah. of the house has almost no character to it. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, that's not a scary house. That's just a house. Yeah. It's just so, a Victorian mansion. Yeah. 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 Well, and then on top of that, you'll notice the line whenever they go into one of the rooms and one of the characters says something about liking the room. He says, isn't it pretty? We call this the purple room. 
Yeah. I kind of like the dark gray one. <laughs> and in the, that one. In the book, there was a lot of color play. So, like, you know, they, they she talked about how there were so many rooms that were done in monochrome, and, like, she was in the green room, mm-hmm. and um, Theo was in the blue room. I think I switched those, but whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you had the purple room, and the fact that these rooms were just so much that one color was kind of off-putting. Like, even though it was beautiful, you were like, ugh. Yeah. And I'm All like, those why? colors come across as gray and yeah. black and white. Well, and, so. I, and I'm like, why would you, if you have the option between color and black and white, film this particular story in black and white? Another, I, found that, oh, go ahead. I found that line particularly off-putting, but this is the purple room. I'm like, yeah. dude. Yeah. <laughs> dude. Like, why? Why even include that line? Right. The, the other interesting sort of disconnect there is that they shot it in Panavision or or anamorphic. It's the wider wide screen that would especially in the early 60s be used for epics like Sound of Music or uh, um, West Side Story or something where you'd want that wide shot and especially in this story where it's so claustrophobic. Yeah. Why would you use a wider frame to illustrate the majesty of a very tight space? Probably what he's Unless, comfortable with since he did those films. True. That's what he knows. So it's like, yeah, yeah, we're going to get that one. Bad call, though. You, oh, no, I agree. Yeah. I'm just... It creates a couple of nice individual shots, which is what I was saying, that yeah. some of the things are... Uh, well, but, but the ultimate sum of it doesn't work. I think it would work really well if they had things happening at the edge of the frame. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like slight movements yeah. on statues. Yeah. Or, like if they had things shadows. happening there, or, it would be or moving yeah. shadows, anything that was off and weird and made you go be like, yeah. what? But they didn't. Didn't at all. At all. Like, they're doing nothing with that space. Like I think yeah. you could make that space feel claustrophobic and feel intensely creepy. Right. You could even shoot the movie itself in the regular widescreen frame and then play with everything else out mm-hmm. the edge. Yeah. Something else that should have worked and didn't with some of their use of effects, most specifically the breathing door, which should have been really effective but when it came on the screen my first question was is the door opening the wrong direction because yeah. because of the angle it looked it looked like the the door was opening and then when they pulled back you're like oh the door is breathing but because i didn't it get was it, too tight a shot it was too tight a they shot they cut off the 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 side of the door that should have been in, yes. in if you're gonna have a freaking wide shot include include everything that's important yeah but they cut off that mm-hmm. side of the door which was and i got the same feeling that you did i was like oh that's creepy the door is opening from the hinged side mm-hmm. you know but then then they did show the whole door yeah. and it was breathing and i was like well that wasn't what i yes yeah, so they I basically did. blew that effect yeah which is sad because that was a really good effect it was. yeah it was a very, very well done yeah. effect. Like that was some nightmare on Elm Street yeah. level yeah. stuff that they were doing in '63. Yeah. yeah, which it was a rubber door and tech guys just pushing on it to make it breathe. But it looked good. Yeah, oh, like yeah. it looked like wood, and the sound they had there was really good yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what's frustrating about this film, it, and, and and I think you hit the nail on the head perfectly. Is that it should be good. Like the 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 parts are there, mm-hmm. and it just it doesn't add up. Well, and there's so many really good shots, like the second Miss Crane death. 
That is a beautiful. Is that where she the hanging? No, it's that's the, the campaign. The, the fall. Oh, the, the fall. fall. Okay, that is a beautifully framed shot yeah. with, I think, especially for the time, a really long shot of what is ostensibly a corpse with a woman who's playing a corpse incredibly well. Like, I feel like at the time that was a, a very shocking scene, yeah. especially to be front loaded right there at the top of the movie. But three years after Psycho. Like, it's a B-plus shock mm, as opposed to an A-plus shock. Good point. Yeah. Because at that point, he... you've already had right. Janet Lee. Right. Robert Wise is a good filmmaker, but I don't think he is on the level of anybody he's tried to imitate, whether it's yeah. Kubrick or Hitchcock or what Yeah, have you. you're right. You're right. Something else that didn't work, and I'm just going to jump right into characters here. Eleanor's character... Um, instead of there being any kind of flow in her behavior, there was no up, down, 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 up, 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 down, down. It was up, down, up, up, down, down, down. To the right, to the left. Yeah, there was <laughs> up no... Up on the ceiling, all you know, over the place. Like, there was one scene where she called Theo the worst monster on Earth, and the very next scene is, like, cuddling up with her and um, loving her, and then... I don't know, it was just, there was no, if they were trying to create emotional stability, they didn't. What they created was a very jarring, mm-hmm. I will not even going to say it's a character arc, because there was no arc. It was just very jarring. Yeah. In the book. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I feel like in the movie, they have done a very bad adaptation of the book, mm-hmm. because it feels like they're taking scenes, first off, they've changed a fucking lot. Like... A whole lot has changed. But um, it's like they're taking scenes from the book without any of the context. Mm -hmm. So it felt like, reading the story, what's happening is that these people in different rooms and in different circumstances are taking on the attitudes of the ghosts in the house. And so the... Oh, sorry. The... um, personality shifting makes more sense in the book and they also keep doing like that line where Eleanor says well Theodore's in velvet so I must be in tweed Eleanor in tweed that's like a recurring thing through the book where they start identifying each other by like these weird logic puzzles like well Luke is sitting next to the doctor, so this must be Theo sitting next to Eleanor, and I must be Eleanor. And it feels like this continually grounding thing that they're doing with each other to remember, like, who they are, Mm -hmm. because they tend to lose themselves in scenes. And you see Theodora and Eleanor, like, come close, like, in a very, very close friendship, like, and I would say romantic at times, Mm -hmm. and then, like, crash apart... As they are, like, taken by the various personalities in the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would make for a way better movie. Yeah, yeah. Would, right? <laughs> I, like, and, and we could have Liam Neeson and Catherine Zeta-Jones. And... <laughs> you know what? I, I think we're off on the wrong track. <laughs> I, I love Catherine Zeta-Jones as Theo. Sure. That's good casting for it. That's the end... <laughs> and, and, and Liam Neeson as the Markway character. That's fine. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, he was fine. less sketchy than this Markway. But yeah. Jan DeMont is not even as good as Robert Wise. <laughs> no. no. Yeah, like, oh, 
the the remake is somehow worse than this. Yeah. But yeah, actually, your ex, what you were just saying makes makes things make a little more sense. Um, but it's a it's an element that they completely just skipped mm-hmm. over, but somehow still expect you to know. Yeah. For any for any of the movie to make sense, you would have to know this. Mm. Yeah. I, it feels a little bit like watching um, the Ender's Game movie, where when I was watching it, I was like, "Man, I glad I'm, I'm glad I read the book, because if I hadn't read the book, <laughs> I would have no idea what was going on right now." Hmm. The library, this is random thought number one, the library was decorated with several Escalapius, which is the symbol of the snake on a stick. It's not the Caducus, which is the Army Medical Corps symbol, which is two stakes on a stick with wings, but an Escalapius. And I was very curious why there was that symbol all over the library. Probably because it looked creepy. Okay. I kind yeah. of feel that's, you know, it's the equivalent of, yeah, it's cool looking. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. It's like a Blue Oyster Cold album. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool looking. Let's go with that. Um, can we talk about Theo for a little bit? Let's, yes, let's, let's, let's talk, talk about, about Theo. Theo. Because I think Theo's probably the best part of I this movie. Theo. I want to be her. I want to be her too. And also, like, she's a really good character, especially for this era. Mm-hmm. Like... Mm-hmm. I have not very often seen a such a clear fucking lesbian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, when, I, when I first started watching the movie, I thought that because of the era, that they were displaying um, like this extra affectionate friendship, mm-hmm. which is what I'm used to seeing, I guess, in those eras' movies. And then when it became very clear, I was just like, wow, like... For again, for this era, yeah. for them to be like, here is a lesbian who is proud and you know, and out a little there. bit predatory. And yeah. little, oh well, yeah, I have, <laughs> in in the book, in the book, she is clearly stated that she lives with her friend, mm-hmm. and that she she is excited to get back to her friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I because I had seen the remake first before watching this one, and. And I remember them making a big deal about Catherine Zeta-Jones playing Theo. And that, but they were, you know, they didn't, they were very ambiguous on was she a bisexual, what what was she? And, and then seeing this, I'm like, oh, there's no question. Like, there is no fucking question. Yeah, it's like, okay, that is all right. And yeah, I'm, I'm you know, to echo you guys, I was very surprised for it being 63. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well played. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they didn't come out and say it. No. They didn't have to, though. But they did not yeah. fucking have to. Yeah. I'm trying to think, because Goldfinger comes out a year after that, and Pussy Galore also had a similar character profile. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, that movie, that's a different type of movie, though. It is, but it's very... In that same era, and yeah. where the taboos yeah. would be the same level. That's the point I'm making. But her name was also Pussy Galore. Like, they're going for yes. that taboo yes. with her. Yeah. I I always particularly like it when I see characters that are casually gay yeah. or yeah. casually something when it's not made a huge deal. 
And she didn't die. And she didn't die. Like, she's fine. She makes it through. She's not ever punished mm-hmm. for her behavior, True. which I feel like is something that would normally happen. That Ian yeah. Fleming would have done if he was writing it. <laughs> yeah, Ian Fleming would have done it. Hell, movie, like, yeah. Barrier Gaze is yeah. a long-standing trope. Yeah. Um, there's no way that Theo would live through a movie that was written now. True. Yeah. Uh, did anybody else notice that uh, Eleanor's sister calls her young lady? Yes. At the beginning, yeah. even though she's clearly like ten years younger than Eleanor. Yep. She calls her young lady, and then she totally lets her daughter just be shitty to yep. her aunt. Like I can't, I can't even comprehend if I. I mean, and I was a sassy. I was very sassy was. as well. well <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. All right. I, uh, I am and was a well not now, but I was a sassy kid, and I can't imagine being speaking to any of my aunts that way, like at all. My daughter is sassy. That whole relationship, and we do is. not let her speak to like, like we're like you can be funny and sarcastic, you cannot be disrespectful. That whole scene though, um, and part of it was was the way Eleanor was interacting. Um, like, if I own half a car, I'm saying, I'm taking the car this weekend. Yeah. I'm not saying, oh, please, please let me take my car. I'm saying, I'm taking the car. Yeah. Um, I could see, because we only have one car, yeah. my husband and I, and the conversations usually go like, hey, are you going to need the car today? Because if you don't, I'm going to take it. Mm-hmm. But if you do, or even if it's like, I want to be somewhere for like four plus hours, so I'm going to see if I can find another way so that I don't leave you without the car. Right. But still, I would be more like, no, nah, it's my fucking car too. Yeah, I mean, you don't beg him for permission. To no, I don't. Yeah, see, I that's, don't. yeah. Um, and so, but then after we have clearly established she paid for half the car, then the sister is going, I'm not going to let you take my car. And she continually refers to it as her car. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I was I was very, very unhappy with that sister. I, and there's when they talk about the mother being sick and dying, they never talk about the sister participating and taking care of her. No, she didn't. In the book. <laughs> well, apparently in the movie too. So Well, I think that whole relationship just irritated the shit out of me. This is yeah. the other nice thing I will say about the remake. The remake was a lot more clear on that, that it was strictly... In fact, I think there is a line in it where it's like, Eleanor says, I took care of mom the entire time. Yeah. So I think that's a one thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we are 41 minutes into the movie before there's a scare. I would argue even that that was true, but... I what, yeah, what, no, what, I will yeah. What was scare? the forty one minutes? Was it the banging? Uh yeah, the banging. I, that wasn't yeah, I was like I I yeah. I it's I am B- Before I was they're not, doing something that's clear they meant to be a scare. Yes, yes. Okay. That, uh, yeah, exactly. Okay. Um also they refer to it as knocking and I'm like that is not knocking. No, that's not knocking. <laughs> that's headboard banging right there. <laughs> I, and, I, and I just, yeah, this was one of those moments where I'm watching a movie and I'm thinking, what are the characters hearing? And I don't like that. I don't like when I'm watching a movie and I'm wondering what's happening with the characters because I'm like, what are they hearing? Like, why is the sound different for them than it is for me? Because it's, they are not reacting to the sound I'm hearing. If I was in a house and I heard that sound, I'd be like, well, guys... The movie started, and we need to get out now. <laughs> it's it's bad sound design. Yeah. And in horror, you have to have great sound design. Yes. Especially, Especially if you're yeah. doing a sound-based scare. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
And then there was one episode of Knocking where, yes, they were talking about Luke and Dr. Markway are down the hall, and I'm like, well, clearly they're banging the headboard against the wall. Maybe the, the two of them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're I mean, are, they are together a lot. Russ, I Russ Tamlin's a cutie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, An obnoxious cutie. He looks... And that's Markway, right? No. No, no, he's the other one. Okay. It's Luke. I, uh, Markway has a mustache. I guess, but... There was, there was one scene when Luke <laughs> uh, jumped off of those stairs... And I was like, right there, that's the dancer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That knee tuck thing? Yeah. yeah. It was a good <laughs> jump. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we were talking about this. Actually, I think it was Billy that agreed that Seven Bride for Seven Brothers is my mom's favorite musical in all of the world. And uh, I've seen it so many times. And West Side Story is one of my favorites. Um I've seen it so many times. So yeah, Russ Tamblin is is somebody I'm pretty familiar with. Robert Weiss did not direct Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Okay. Just going I think I, yeah, I was thinking of Russ Tamblin at the time as well. Yeah. Russ Tamblin is in it, but Yes. I meant to also comment on Theo's amazing bedtime eyeliner. <laughs> that was some good. She was in full winged eyeliner yeah. in that knocking scene and it was beautiful and I was just like, my makeup doesn't that look that good in the morning right after I fucking did it. <laughs> I do think it's interesting with Theo and this is kind of jumping back to Donna saying her being a little bit predatory. She's got a leopard print skirt on when we first meet her. Mm-hmm. Like it's an animal oh. print. Mm. So it's just I, I, I you know, I, I was like, okay, that's kind of goes with because she is she gets pretty aggressive, like not badly aggressive. It's just like, okay, Theo, I get it, cool, but <laughs> time out. Yep. Of course, after somebody calls me the worst monster on earth, I'm probably not going to want to sleep with them. I'm just saying. I don't know. I feel different, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm with Mac a little bit on this one. <laughs> but wait, was this was this the next morning that she gets called the worst monster on Earth? Maybe this was a spat. There was a couple of times in the movie that they went from being super besties to saying horrible things about each other to being super besties to saying horrible things about each other. Well, and I was. Like, Are you familiar with the Katy Perry song "Hot and Cold"? Well, <laughs> that was actually my comment. I was like, "Man, Eleanor runs hot and cold." Oh well, here's another thing: is that. Eleanor is not meant to be a reliable narrator. If you look at the way that Theo, like, if, if Theo's body language versus what she says, they don't match up. Um, like, Theo says something terrible at the same time that she's, like, hands-on Eleanor, leading her away, being very kind to her. I think Eleanor had, like, Eleanor has some shit, some bad wiring in her yeah. head. Mm-hmm. She is not okay and so I think... Which would work in the book. It but does in work the in the movie, book. movie, it's just disjointed. In the, I yeah. think, like, what I, I wish... I feel like you could do this in a movie. Could. This movie didn't do it. This movie didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you even have that scene where Theo says something terrible. I can't remember what she said. But something pretty mean to Eleanor. And Eleanor calls Theo, like, the worst monster ever and runs off. And then Markway is like, you better go after her. And in that scene, it's like, why the fuck would you send Theo after Eleanor? the last person you yeah. would send after her. Um, unless... That's not what Theo actually said to Eleanor. Yeah. Unless it's what 
Eleanor heard. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Which again yeah. works in the book. Yeah, not so it. well in this movie. I think you could do it. I don't think they managed yeah. to. Or even tried. What you need is yeah. you need to be able to have those scenes happen in such a way that when you get to some big reveal, which in this case would be Eleanor's not reliable, that you can go back and go, oh. And I don't think you can do that. I'm you thinking can't... specifically of Fight Club. Yeah. Which is a weird connection. But no, when I'm... you get to the twist in Fight Club, you can go back and go, But that movie's oh, very yeah. deliberate about perspective and, yeah. and that sort of thing, where this movie's just like, oh, it's just a movie. Just put the ladies yeah. in there and maybe one of them is a lesbian. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it feels very much like somebody read this book very quickly, yeah. um, did not think about it. Pick their favorite scenes. Pick their favorite scenes and then shat out the screenplay. I definitely felt like there was something something else that should be happening that would make it make more sense. Because, I mean, and this is going back to what we talked about earlier, was like this movie should have worked and it didn't. And I felt like, you know, I, I don't know, I just had the feeling. I was like, there is something that would make this movie work. What is it? And then... Well, there's Owen a, Wilson. In the book. The <laughs> <laughs> well, Only if he gets to Captain. Wow. You know what? Actually, he was not terrible in that movie. He wasn't. It, it, yeah. The movie was terrible. Yeah. The cast was as good as they could have possibly been in the remake. Yeah. Once wow. again, though, that's... A... Yeah. It's... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, how does Owen Wilson sound more like a cat than my cat? <laughs> Maybe he's part cat. <gasps> he's a thundercat. Oh, I don't know why I was going with that joke. It just it fell flat. Let's just. But it, you you followed it through to the end with such vigor that <laughs> I felt she, like you know what you're doing. And, well, and you, <laughs> Matt, that's her. my gift, yes. dear. And then she she picked up on it like you were yeah. good. There was a whole riff there. I don't know where it was going, and I don't think you guys did. Sometimes but I just gotta commit to the bit, Kenzie. Yeah. Just commit to the bit. That's that's my rule. My that's my life rule right there. Commit to the bit. It may work. It may not. Or it may just be funny to me. I feel like we just got like a, a complete character description of Kinsey and Debbie. Kinsey's like commit to the bit, and Debbie's like I don't care where it's going. I'll support it. <laughs> and this is why she is my Debbie because she is a fantastic friend, and she will, she will back your play. She may not get it, but she'll be like. Yeah. Also, anytime anybody says Thundercats, somebody says "ho" afterwards, right? Like, <laughs> wait, wait, Debbie, have you ever seen Thundercats? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to make that, sure. That moment was more chilling than anything in The Haunting, a film by Robert Wise. The moment where she, there was a moment where Debbie was not sure she actually had seen it. <laughs> no, I, I was like, am I using, is the hoe going to a different show? <laughs> So what you questioned myself heavily there. Um, <laughs> at an hour into the show, or into the movie, I wrote down, why did I suggest this movie? <laughs> I feel like it's a bad sign when you start timing things in the movie. It really is. Uh, it, yeah, it really is. Because I was just, like, like, I kept looking at it and mousing over my time bar to see how much longer I had. Because I was like... I just want to go to fucking bed. Yeah. I was doing that in Clover Paradox, as I recall. I watched it in two separate <laughs> stints, mm. and that helped, but doesn't help the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's definitely not a good endorsement for no. the film. It's like, I needed a break. Yeah. <laughs> there um, was some... I, I was about to say, there were some funny moments, but it was when we were commenting on... Yeah. Uh, like, for example, when they were doing the loud, quote, knocking noise... 
And I think Kinsey goes, call the plumbers. Uh, <laughs> no, that was Luke. Luke wanted Luke's, to call, okay, the plumbers. He said, call the plumbers. What, what show is that? The ghost, ghost Hunters. Yeah, Ghost right. Hunters. Ghost Sorry. Hunters. Uh, and then when they found the chalk writing, yes. you know, come home, Eleanor, and they were all up against the wall, and I was like, the snozberries taste like snozberries. <laughs> I was like, tasting it. Why are so many people eating the chalk? <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like... What... Was that a thing in the 60s? <laughs> yeah. Like, one person touches it and licks their fingers and says, it's chalk. I'm going to be like, cool. cool. Okay. <laughs> chalk is yucky. I, I believe you. you. I do not need to also taste this. That was another thing as we were watching that and then after the chalk bit happened, uh, I made a comment. I said, Eleanor's not here right now. And Billy right beside me, never missing a beat, goes, please leave her a message on the board. <laughs> on the wall in chalk. <laughs> and then it was just, you know, again, picking up on all the funny quotes. I mean, like like the dizzy like a fox. Because yeah. what'd she say? I got dizzy looking over something. And yeah. he was like, dizzy like a fox, huh? And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> that, that was a note of mine. I was like, Dr. Donna, do foxes get dizzy? <laughs> Only Although, have to be fair, over. that would have been a bit that Kenzie would have committed to. Had <laughs> she been doing it, yes. Wait, yeah, yeah. right. did foxes really only get dizzy when they have distemper? I'm sure they get dizzy other times. So. Okay. Okay. I'm sure like, they get inner ear Like infection. when they're chasing their tail. and I mean, yeah. I see foxes run in circles a lot, yeah. which like, would actually make sense if they have some sort of immunity to dizziness. No, they don't have immunity to dizziness that I'm aware of. Um, <laughs> you know, in the book, that, that scene was a really chilling moment when they find Eleanor's name, and there's this whole distrust thing that happens because she's like, who wrote that? Yeah. And she can't... And... and, and and I feel like one of the things that the movie does is it drops so many plots. Yeah. It's like, here's the thing, we're never coming back to it. And that that would be my reaction if it were me, if if the ghost writing had my name on it. I would not be going, oh, the house wants me. I would be going, like, which one of you fuckers yeah. is messing with me? Yeah. Well, didn't she say that at one point? She was like, it's only, you all know my names, or names, name, and then it's the the house, and then... Yeah, they Eleanor or something else. Like. Eleanor jumps pretty fast to be like, the house wants me. <laughs> yeah. I well, and it, I think that she's meant to be a character that is looking for anywhere to belong. Mm-hmm. And so, if they explored her character more, her being like, the house wants me, makes sense because somebody fucking needs to want her. Yeah, and I think once again, I think in better hands, I think that would have come across. Mm-hmm. I wonder who can do this because they, they, they've tried it twice. No, I know. <laughs> I think we're on try three because wasn't Luke saying Netflix is doing this as a, a series? As a series, so that may give us more. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm so torn. Like on the one hand, I'm like, could be good. Yeah. We, we have we have some solid fucking Netflix shows, yeah. and then I'm like, and then we don't don't. So I mean, it's you know maybe third time is the charm. And you have more to explore. I don't know. I think a series could be really interesting. I don't know. I hope. Fingers crossed. Um, Can we talk about the weird ghost rules? Like, as someone who likes ghosts and stuff, even I found these rules a little bit What ghosts? We can talk about anything you want. Well, like, ghosts can't enter a locked room, for one. And apparently, according to Markway and his mustache, there are supernatural laws that ghosts have to obey. But he never talks about any of them. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I need to know these rules here. It'd be handy. We're in a haunted yeah. house. Yeah. G- give me some of these rules. That's like 
old school Doctor Who dialogue. It's like, <laughs> like, oh, it's like this. But what does that mean, Doctor? I'll explain later. Yeah, yeah. he never even said I'll explain later. Him and his mustache were what? like, there are rules. Just deal with them. <laughs> Don't ask any questions. <laughs> Like, and like I mean, I guess one of the one of the rules for ghosts is that um, they well they they can't come through locked doors and they can't be in the house from ten to six because that's when the bubbles <laughs> are there. So isn't but then that that raises a question. Is it? We say it like that. It's like why? <laughs> but see, then that to me raises a question. Is it Mrs. Dudley keeping the ghosts at bay no, no, even no. there? It's the night. It's the dark. They don't want to hear that that speech. That's why they are like, GTFO. When she's gone, we'll, we'll come we'll, back. We'll come back when she's gone. Because, God, I get so tired of hearing that speech. Also, in the book, he does not have a key to the gate. Which is a thing. Like, I'm like, why do you trap people in a haunted house and tell us that they're trapped? And then just be casually be like, oh, I've got a key to the gate. We can leave any time. The entire part, like, the entire fear of a haunted house is that you can't fucking leave anytime you want to fucking leave. I think his wife brought the key. Like, he didn't have the key at first. He did. Oh, he did? Oh, okay. He had the key, and then when his wife showed up, he's like, how did you get in here? And she's like, the Dudleys are only human and not opposed to a $5 bill. Okay. I see. So she just bribed them, and they lose all of their intense credibility because they're like... Ooh, $5. I'll go open that gate. <laughs> I will now, say, if I lease a house, I'm getting the fucking key to the gate. Right? Yeah. Well, Plus they, the, don't, they don't lease it in the book. Well, this is the movie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is Adrian's book nook. My book nook. <laughs> and the, yeah, Luke, he was the owner of the house, wasn't he? His or family. No, was his family owned it. He was set to inherit it. Okay, but his, does he not have a key? No, because he... Because he wasn't going to come until his great aunt or whoever owns the house was like, no, you need to take my nephew because the old lady was very concerned about the doctor being alone in the house with the two women. Okay. Yes. She's like, no, you need to take my nephew, Luke. He needs to see what he's going to inherit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My favorite Eleanor moment... Since I lost out on the quote here, I'm going to talk about it anyway, was when uh, she's talking to the doctor and he says something about, tell me something about yourself. And she says, I sleep on my left side. And he says, why the left side? I read somewhere that it wears the heart out quicker. And I love that moment because it's such like this interesting, like deadpan, fatalistic joke. And he hates it. (laughs) <laughs> it's, I, I liked it in the fact that it showed it told us a lot about Eleanor yeah and that how she felt when she was taking care of her mom like I'd just rather die than keep doing this mm-hmm. like to me I I mean it's funny I, it's hilarious but it's also I think it's very telling about Eleanor yeah I just find it interesting because if you told me that I could have some effect that I wanted to have if I started sleeping on my back I couldn't. I could not. I am not capable of sleeping on my back. I sleep on my side. I also sleep on my left side. But that's because that's how I sleep. I sleep Where's the heart out quicker? I don't know if that's true. Doctor? I've never heard anything like that. I sleep on my tummy. It puts me to sleep super fast. Because you got... 
Oh, wait, how many minutes did we make it in, Donna? <laughs> got 47 and a half. I have a little white pill I take. It doesn't matter where the fuck I sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it also wears my heart out faster, but that's another discussion. Ah, <laughs> uh, the things we learn about each other. Mm-hmm. We're an informative podcast. I see where you are. She's looking about hearts and wearing out and left sides. <laughs> No, she's looking over my shoulder on this competitive game that we're playing. Ah. Monster. Donna's a cheater. The gas of this conversation may have run out. (laughs) I think so. Maybe we can. Anything else and then we'll move on to our... Let me take... I don't even remember. I don't Uh, have my notes. Ah. Oh, I was pleased to see Lois Maxwell, who's Monty Penny in the Bond movies. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that. And I thought about how um, Markway... Looks kind of like he could be Timothy Dalton's dad. Yeah. Yes. So now I'm running this head cannon that like the Dalton version of Bond is actually Monty Penny and this guy is kid. <laughs> I can watch that movie. Yeah. I think I yeah. think that would be an interesting movie. Uh, I like when he says, "There's no secret dungeons, no place romantic at all." That speaks to me. <laughs> um, and then the font. I want to talk about the font. The wiggly watercolor font? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Was this ever a scary font? Like, did, like, did people in the 60s look at this font and be like, oh, yeah, that's creepy. If you're tripping, I bet it's scary. It was before the Kennedy assassination. We were scared by different things. <laughs> uh, we, were, we were a young, naive country full of hope, dream. Dreams, not just a dream. I mean, but, you could be describing four years ago, too. I know. <laughs> About two months before the Kennedy assassination. Aspirations, you know. Yeah, we still had hope for the future. Yeah. No, I, I did like, though... I, I wrote, hope for the future, I have no hope for the present. <laughs> <laughs> I did think it was interesting. To me, Theo always seemed like the moodering of the house. Like, because, huh. like, whatever was going on with the house, Theo's like, oh, yes, the blah, 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 blah. Oh, that, I wanted to talk about that, too, whenever we talked about Theo, but I forgot. I really like the way they did her ESP. Yeah. Like, she just comes in and just knows all of this shit about Eleanor. Like, it's so casual, and she writes it off consistently like she's just good at reading people. And I like the way that they did that because it lends... It could lend credence to the supernatural effect, and it could also lend credence to Theo just being very intuitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah... Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Because, like, she also clearly knows that Eleanor does not have an apartment with yeah. two stone lions. Yeah, yeah. Like, she knows the moment Eleanor says it. But I also think she knew that Eleanor was just dreaming. Yeah. And, which is, I mean, yes, she was lying, but she was dreaming. Well, and I think that's why Theo never, like, is actually shitty about it. Mm-hmm. About that. Yeah. But then that also kind of leads to the question, is it Theo being shitty or it's the things in the house yeah. You know, what based was, on what this movie gave us? Well, yeah, Theo being shitty. <laughs> yeah. Or what uh, the know, house is wanting Eleanor to hear. Okay, so let's take a step into the feminist corner for a moment. Oh wait, 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 hold on. <laughs> <laughs> um, do I suddenly find it interesting that the the two female characters in this movie? are wildly erratic. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the male characters are fairly solid and stable throughout. This Is Theo really all that erratic, though? She, she, she has She is, if you pay attention to the, like, 
The yeah. way that she interacts with okay. Eleanor, she's like, we're best friends, you fucking cunt. Yeah. And then I, I guess I'm grading on a curve then, like... The curve Nell being is Eleanor. like, whoa! And yeah. Compared to Eleanor, yeah. Theo is stable as fuck. Yeah, okay. But, but, but compared to the two male characters, they are both erratic. Yeah. Um, right, yeah. And... Well, not so much Russ Tamlin. He seems a little... He's just, the edges. Flaky. Flaky. he's just flaky. Yeah, okay. like, he's just playing like the Playboy character. Yeah. Okay. Um, I did. I did make note of the line. Now girls run along to bed. Yeah. So there was there was um, quite a bit of paternalistic crap. Now, that much out. Yeah. Absolutely. I, yeah. The book was written by Shirley Jackson, and that line is not in the book. Mm-hmm. There is, there there is no patronize like like I cannot think of a female patronizing scene. Yeah. In the book. Um, do we know who wrote the screenplay of this? Stand by. Nelson Gidding. A dude. A dude. Probably a white dude. I would guess... Dumb honestly, white dude. In 63, I'm gonna guess a dumb white dude. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna... I'm gonna, I'm gonna plant my issue flag right here. And see, and see, this is another reason why I think the Netflix series could be interesting. You could, you know, I mean, pull directly from the source material... From. Yeah, and you know, because well, right, because Shirley Jackson, she's always written incredibly good female characters yeah. that are you know flawed, but but they're real. They're real, and like she plays a lot with the um, the 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 problems of being a woman is particularly in those times. Like, yeah, you know, in, in in we have always lived in the castle. She's got the close sister bond and what sisters are willing to do for each other. In this, she's got, you know, this close female friend, possibly lesbian. Like, this is a thing that she plays with a lot. And I feel like it fell apart in the hands of Nelson, dumb white guy. And Roger Dunwhistle. And Roger Dunwhistle. They had they had one job, both of them did. It was a Dunwhistle international picture. It's not so much scary, but, you know, the women, they're in their place. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Dunwhistle's getting a t-shirt, too. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, yeah. let's do it. All right, anything else before we close the book on The Haunting? We do not close the book, but get to the... Yeah, all right. Well, I just want to make sure there was nothing else from... Yeah. yeah. She's pantomiming closing oh. the book. Oh. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very dramatic sound. I liked it. All right, so who had our quote? It wasn't me. I had Paul. Donna. Oh, wait, no, oh, Debbie's got her quote, because she's got the star by it. Uh, no, that's our funny quote. Oh, that's our funny okay. <laughs> well, quote. Our... We have two quotes. Oh, that's right, we have two that's quotes. Right. Donna had the iconic quote. The iconic serious quote. Whatever walks there, walks alone. Bom, bom, bom. Okay, so the funnier quote <laughs> was... Wait, me. I'm Not really... you, the writer, Nelson oh. Dumwhite Guy. You didn't write it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. Our, our second quote that we went with for... Um, funniness <laughs> was I'm coming I'm coming whatever it wants of me it can have wait no 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 you gotta okay, you, you, you gotta, gotta give it a reading you gotta put a little English on there uh, I'm coming I'm coming whatever it wants from from me it can have okay yeah, one more <laughs> serious reading without the stuttering <laughs> no no not really I'll do it she even she even started in my colors nice I don't know if I can get through without laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming. I'm coming. Whatever it wants of me, it can have. Oh, that's accurate. Yeah, yes. that's, uh, that's that was good. good. That, that was that was 
On point, yeah. Yep. All right. And our poll? Uh, yes. Do you try to like a classic quote-unquote movie more because of its classic status? Because I think we all didn't really like this movie. I think that I tend to... There's a lot of classic stuff that I don't like. Right. Like, I don't really like Pearl Jam or Nirvana, but I can acknowledge and respect what they did for music. You didn't like The Exorcist. I didn't like The Exorcist, but I Or The Omen. Or The Omen. We could keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of... like, no, no. (laughs) We get the point. (laughs) But, but, like, I can acknowledge what they did for the genre and... That other people might like. That other people might like them, and I can respect what went into it to make it. Um, so I think that when I don't like a classic thing, I do try to see what it is about the movie that made it classic. Mm-hmm. Um, I have trouble finding it with this movie. Me too. I originally saw this movie when I was very young. And you and I talked about it briefly after yeah. I had watched it, but before you rewatched it. For yeah. This. Yeah. And, uh, when I was young, it scared me and rewatching it now, I cannot for the life of me figure out why. Well, because I, I thought about it, I thought, okay, maybe there is something to it that I'm missing because it just didn't work for me. Because like we talk about how Halloween has a very slow pace. Uh-huh. But for people who it works for, that slow pace is dread building up to terror. Yeah. And I thought and you said, Oh gosh, it's one of it's one of my favorites. And I thought, maybe that pace just works to contribute some dread that I'm missing. But now you've Come around. I've come around. I think part of my thing with this movie is that I watched the movie more often when I was younger because it was on TV a Uh lot. uh And then I read the book when I was older. Uh And I very recently reread the book. And I think that what I did was put a lot of stuff from the book into into my memory of of the movie. I find, and as Matt just mentioned Halloween, I was going to use that as an example. Um... A lot of times, if I do have a problem with a classic, it's more because of the way... Films were made then. Yeah, because of the way there have been changes in the way stories are told. And I am very capable of going, yeah, the pacing is slow in this, but I understand why that is. On the other hand, you look at something like Psycho, and Psycho held my interest every moment. I, I enjoyed Psycho... But even with Psycho, there are those scenes we talked about where it's very slow-paced almost immediately after the most shocking scenes. But that's what I'm saying. The pacing in Psycho, for all that it's slow, works Mm -hmm. for Psycho. Uh, So, uh, short version being, yes, absolutely. when, When I know a movie is a classic, I'll go back to Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane is another really slow movie. Never seen it. Huh? Same. <laughs> no, I, actually, I, of course oh. I've seen. It. I've seen it hundreds of times. Okay, <laughs> it's Orson Welles' seminal film. I yes. was going to be shocked if yeah. you yeah. hadn't seen it. Yeah, no, I've seen it. Me not many, seeing it makes sense. Many, many times. I mean, and it, but yeah. I mean, it, but it is a slow movie, especially by today's standards. It's a fantastic movie. Um, I think it actually has a faster pace, certainly for that period. But I think you're yeah. right. Yes, definitely in the average. Short version of all this being, yes, I absolutely will cut a movie some slack for being a classic, especially if it does still work like Citizen Kane or Psycho. Yeah, yeah I'm definitely, uh, my eyes are uh, are a little bit more open when it comes to, like, this is a classic horror film, this is, you know, I, I will definitely give it a chance, but once it starts, and it starts becoming utter nonsense, like this one was to me, then I'm done, and then I'm going to mystery science theater the shit out of it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I 
I don't try to like a movie more just because it's a classic. I will watch it because, it, it, you know, if it's, like, in general and in, uh, you know, society or whatever. The as, zeitgeist of the culture. What's that? The zeitgeist of the culture. Yeah, like, if, if they're basically like, these are the classics, I'm like, I want to go watch them then. But I don't, you know, already, I guess, hang my hat with this is the classic before I watch it. I mean... It good before right. you know that I'm gonna like it or that it's good before I watch it. Uh, I watch it, and you know, I mean, like you just said, I try to. If I don't like it, I will still try to pick out elements that where I can see why people thought it was a classic. Right. You know where it where it sits with whatever those elements are, um, and then, you know, I don't know. Just find, see if I can find elements that I like. Right. And with this one, it's not there. Yeah. I really don't see it. Yeah. And I think, I don't know if we talked about it in the Patreon video or between the Patreon video or actually in the episode, Scorsese. Mm-hmm. Top yeah. 10 scary movies of all time for him. Uh, for, favorite film. His favorite film. It's Spielberg's number one film. I, I, it, I, I, uh, well, yeah. this is according to IMDb. Okay. It, but Martin Scorsese, yeah, I said this was his quote unquote favorite big film. Big time film guys yeah. view it as. Some of the best of all time. Yeah. And I was like, what? And I'm like, what? Yeah. But then, I think you need to consider their age, and kind of jumping back to mine and Adrian's 13th Ghost thing, watching it through nostalgia. And That's true. There are plenty of objectively bad movies that I saw as a kid that I love deeply. Yeah. So. Agree. I can, right. I can yeah. see that. All right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm not saying that there's not elements in this, and yeah. we talked about it. That That's a really interesting point. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, but. I think, because it's easy for us to forget that this has a nostalgia factor for somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, my favorite shot in this film is when the companion hangs herself. Like, when you just see those feet come down, and that, that's my. And that shoe falls yeah. off. Yeah. That's some good shit there. I yeah. go great. That is some good shit. That, right there. That's my favorite scene in this film. Like I, I think it's 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 beautifully framed. Well, and the, there's also the scene where she's lying in bed and looking up at the ceiling with like the leaf detail, and it sort of zooms in on the face, and yeah. she's convinced yeah. that the face is like that is a good shot that I think goes on too long. Yes. Yeah. But it is a good moment. And the bit with her talking to Theo and Theo not answering was also that also went on too and long. And holding the hand yeah. and stuff. I was like, ooh, that's creepy, you know. Yeah. But I mean I wasn't It like, was too long. It, it went it went past the oh god, this is scary into the right. come on, we all know Theo's not there. Right. Yeah. yeah. For fuck's sake. We all know Theo's not there. At the time did they know Theo's not there? I think they they, they would have. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's the difference between, and especially in just in this film, the difference between like this film and Psycho, where Hitchcock is playing with your expectations, even if you've seen the movie several times. Whereas this one is just putting it there, wait, like we talk about all these moments that go on way too long, past the point where we're like, yeah, I kind of know what's, what's happening this yeah. year. We can move on. There is there is a language to film. Yeah. And the fact that, I mean, basically the way that scene should have played out is she would have spoken to Theo, we would have seen a reaction shot from Theo. She would have spoken to Theo, we would have seen a reaction shot. The lack of a reaction shot from Theo, I think, is the big thing. Yes, exactly. So they, they, they went too far with it. They went too long with it. Going that long without a reaction shot from Theo, mm-hmm. you're right. Like, like if if there had been one line of "Hold yeah. my hand, Theo," don't say anything, mm-hmm. and then we move on, and then sorry, I'm kicking you, and then we move on, then it would have been cool. But the fact that she talks to Theo so many times, well, it allows you to get comfortable with it because, mm-hmm. like, you all say, "Oh, that's a fun, that's an interesting moment," or "That's a creepy moment," but it goes on too long. If it stays there, static, 
mm-hmm. for too long, you're able to think it through and be like, oh, this isn't that scary. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, like she was mentioning the leaf detail. When you first see it, you're like, shit, that looks like a face. Shit, is someone looking? No, I think it's just it's just a shadow. You know, that's an interesting effect. I really kind of like... There's an interesting symmetry to that <laughs> tile. Um, you know, yeah. so... Well, and like the, the hold my hand Theo and the Theo not not being there, yeah. it's very reminiscent of the um, of the urban legends humans can lick too. Yeah. Uh, have you the a uh, girl usually a girl comes mm-hmm. back to her dorm after party. Mm-hmm. She doesn't turn the light on because she thinks her roommate's asleep. She goes. She lays down in her bed. It's not a dorm. Um, it can be a dorm. For no, it's, it's just, no, yeah. it's not a dorm because okay. there's a dog in the story. Oh, okay. Uh, she her hand falls over the side of the bed. She feels the dog mm-hmm. licking her hand. Yeah. She wakes up in the morning. Her roommate's dead, painted in blood on the wall. It says humans can lick too. I've never heard this. I, I usually hear it as. I hear aren't it as you the, glad you didn't turn them Yeah, see, that's what I hear it as. There's two. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I, I think I think I've heard that one combined. Like there's the humans can lick too, which is the person under the bed, not the dog. And then there's also the aren't you glad you didn't turn on the lights? And Those sometimes are two they different get, stories. They, yeah. I've seen them can put together a couple yeah. of times. Yeah. I think I haven't seen them put together, but oh, <laughs> um, but it, just... it, it, it's that like you have that thing sure. where you believe something and then it's not true, but it's so fast that you're not giving your audience time to think through all the possibilities, mm-hmm. whereas in this situation, it is just way too long. And it's, it's the difference between artsman, arts, art, artistry and craftsmanship. I think Robert Wise is an okay craftsman, but he's not an artist like Hitchcock. Yeah. 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 I think this is a fine... This is a fine table. The quality is fine. Yeah. It it's has good. four legs. It sits there. It does its job. I put things on. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't wobble. Yeah, but it's not beautiful. But it's yeah. not the resolute. Disc. It's not ornate. <laughs> All right, so let's get to our rule, which we kind of you and I were kind of on... in the middle of uh, yeah. uh, somewhere in the rule. I think my version of it was uh, if a quote unquote <laughs> expert in the quote unquote paranormal. Wants to do quote unquote research, quote unquote check his credentials. <laughs> <laughs> and mine is thoroughly vet anyone for your creepy experiments. So it's both directions, yeah. Yeah, I guess. so I, yeah. I think it's just check your credentials. They both needed to do a little more homework. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Google do your homework. Do your homework. I that's, think there we go. That's the middle ground of that. Room. Yeah, do yeah. your homework. All right. Do we have anything else? So how can they communicate with us on the social medias, Kenzie? That is a fantastic question, Donna. Thank you for asking me that. You can find us on Twitter at Beyond Cabin. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram at Beyond the Cabin in the Woods. We have a Facebook page, which is Beyond the Cabin in the Woods. And then, of course, we do have a web page, which is Beyond the Cabin in the Woods. Dot com. We would love to talk to you on social media. We would. And we, we are Chatty Cathy's. I'm not going to lie. We So definitely uh, hit us up. Not in a creepy way, though. Um, <laughs> and we do have a Patreon, which, you know, we've been here to talk about the video. So if you want to see how we, we throw down on this, uh, check us out. We do have a couple sister and a brother podcast, which is with Collective Snark. We have the Once More with Feeling, the 20th anniversary Buffyverse fan cast. And then our brother podcast, which is The Family Business, is a rewatch of Supernatural. And we are part of the Gumby Cat Network. So definitely give them some love as well. Thanks, everybody. Don't read the letter. Do you know what horror is?
Gumby Cat Productions. Podcasts for podcast people. Meow. Meow.